This is Surfing Through Cinema. I'm your host, Hawaii Harry. Today, I'll be discussing the next film for Disney Week. This is a film based off of the classic books by Lewis Carroll and features some of the world's <clears throat> and features some of the world's most famous literary characters, including the Cheshire Cat, the Mad Hatter, and of course, Alice. So this episode is all about Alice in Wonderland, which will be celebrating its 70th anniversary this year. Okay, so some technical details about Alice in Wonderland. So they use live action references and film them. And a few of the scenes Walt Disney really, really liked the ad lib lines the actors would give and said, just use that audio. But the sound designers would say, well, there's too much background noise. It's not feasible, not doable. And he basically said, that's your problem. You know, you have to figure that out. So, and luckily they were able to salvage as much of it as they could and put it into the final product. Um, so this film has more songs and more characters than any other Disney film. And, uh, which is absolutely crazy. There are tons of songs. There's probably a song a minute, honestly. Like, there's, every character has a song. Every uh, major plot point, there's a song. And, uh, despite it, though, it's not Disney's best music. It's just okay so-so music. Alright, so now we'll get into the plot. So a young girl named Alice, she has a hard time focusing on her studies. And she sees a white rabbit and follows him down a rabbit hole. And, <clears throat> and as she does this, she ends up in this crazy, wacky world where there's um, no rules, really. And it's kind of a an imaginary land and a wacky land that she wanted to have. She was tired of the real world with strict laws and facts, so she wanted a crazy world to go to, and she ends up finding it. On her way, she runs into many, many crazy characters, each of them being subsequently crazier than the last, um, including the Mad Hatter, the Cheshire Cat, and the Queen of Hearts. And... Each of the experiences she has with them is equally as crazy as others, such as with the Mad Hatter and the March Hare. Um, they're at a tea party, and every time she's about to tell them something, they keep moving down. They keep uh, taking away her tea as she's trying to drink it. They're celebrating unbirthdays. It's a little wacky and a little crazy. And then with the Cheshire Cat, um, he deliver he tells her many directions she could go to find her way. When she's lost and uh, eventually he helps guide her to find the queen uh, the queen of hearts and so that the queen of hearts could help alice get out of there because she realizes this is just a crazy land she doesn't want to be in it anymore and then the queen of hearts has a very very bad temper and if you piss her off she'll cut your head off like she's absolutely crazy an absolute tyrant but nobody stands up to her because she's just absolutely crazy and willing to kill you. So, 
Alice plays croquet with her using, um, I think, hedgehogs and flamingos. And the Cheshire Cat appears and flips the queen over and blames it on Alice. And she gets put on trial. And while she's on trial, many of the characters were introduced earlier to earlier in the film come to testify either against or for Alice. And, <clears throat> and she realizes just how crazy all these people really are and how desperately badly she wants to get out of there. And, uh, and then she's able to escape and every character is chasing her and she's going crazy. And, uh, <clears throat> and so every character starts chasing her and she keeps re-encountering other events she's experienced in the film, such as running around the beach, but keep, but, uh, the ocean keeps hitting them. Um, she runs into the, uh, the caterpillar who's smoking on a hookah and, uh, the smoke becomes a tunnel that she's running through and she runs into the door that she experienced earlier in the film, um, a doorknob and he's still locked. Then he says, look, you're still sleeping. She's like, what, what do you mean sleeping? Then she looks in and she sees herself sleeping underneath a tree with her cat, Dinah. And she realizes this is all a dream. She keeps telling herself, you know, Alice, wake up, wake up. <clears throat> and then she does wake up and she does realize it was all a dream. And that's where the film ends with her deciding she wants to have a normal life with less craziness that she does not want to experience this crazy, crazy world that she just went through. All right, so that's the plot to Alice in Wonderland. I'm going to go on a break real quick, but first, here's a message from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's how. It's totally free. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your computer and even your cell phone. But that's not all. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a complete podcast all in one small place. So go on and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, so we're back from our break. Now I'm going to get into some critical views and my personal views on Alice in Wonderland. So back in the 1950s, Time Magazine said this film lacks a developed storyline. That it was not well thought out, that there was no heart and charisma that was typically seen in a Disney film. And not only was Time not happy with it, uh, Lewis Carroll fans, he's the original author, and British film critics thought it was too Americanized that they totally botched the the literary they totally botched the book and totally made it more americanized because it is a story from england and it's regarded as one of the best literary books out there so they were very disappointed with this movie but in the 1970s um, this film was reevaluated and is now considered one of the disney classics but this did not happen very very like i said until the 70s and so for a while, it was considered a financial flop, a disappointment, and uh, but it garnished some fans and is now considered one of the most successful cult classics and has an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes as a result. Um, and uh, across the board, 
Um, there are fans who absolutely adore this film, and then there are fans who don't get it, don't understand it. And, uh, so it's not really a movie that everyone talks about, and the people who do talk about it are obsessed with it, absolutely love it. Um, so that will go, so now I'll get into my personal views. Um, I like the Mar, <clears throat> I like the Mad Hatter and the March Hare, but other than that, I think that, um, you know, Alice, she's too boring, not that interesting. Um, Queen of Hearts is pretty crazy, but there weren't a lot of characters that were likable. A lot of them were just either absolutely crazy or absolutely evil. So there wasn't really anyone to connect with and to like, because Alice was just really fly, really one-dimensional, and not that interesting. Um, also, I still think it's way too weird of a movie for me. I'm not a huge fan of it. I, uh, when I was a kid, you know, I would watch it for the luscious colors and all that, but I'm not a huge fan of it anymore. Like, when I watched it, I was dreading watching it, because I remembered all this crazy stuff in it. And, and then honestly, you know, like I said, it's gotten a lot of hype and attention, and I don't understand why. I think it's very bizarre and very weird, so I don't get why everybody loves this movie. I don't get why there are fans that absolutely love this movie. I, I just think it's too weird. Um, that being said, though, it's considered the best adaptation of Alice in Wonderland, but if you look at the other versions of it, it's not saying much. Um, now, there is a live-action version Disney did, and uh, first by Tim Burton, and that one's okay, but I still am not a huge fan of Alice in Wonderland, so it wasn't really for me. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, those are my thoughts and feelings on Alice in Wonderland, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I just don't get it. I don't like it. All right, well, next time... <clears throat> Instead of discussing a film, I'll be talking about all the films and movies I've collected in the year 2020. And <clears throat> there will be VHS tapes, Blu-ray discs, DVDs, and even iTunes movies discussed that during this episode. Alright. Well, until next time, this has been Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry. Take care. Thank you for listening to Surfing Through Cinema. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry and on Instagram with Surfing Through Cinema. We also have a website, www.anchor.fm forward slash Surfing Through Cinema, where you can learn more details on upcoming episodes and on past episodes.